everybody. Welcome back to Theory Query. My name is <laughs> Theory Query. My name is Ryan. And I'm Ethan. And that's Ethan. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how many of you are aware of this, but we record these podcasts remotely since we are on opposite ends of the country, um, which lends to the um, less than ideal sound quality at some points. And also, um, I think it's important that everybody knows that it takes us a good like 15 minutes to get started every time because Ethan can't use a computer or a cell phone. In other words, it takes me 15 minutes to figure out what exactly I'm doing. Uh, a true failure of a millennial, <laughs> if yep. I do say so myself. If you did a podcast with your grandmother. <laughs> yeah, well, you had, you definitely have the crotchetiness of an 80-year-old <laughs> grandma. You need to shut your mouth. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> Make me, bitch. um so what's new what have you been up to um not a whole lot it's finally starting to act like spring around here which is pretty cool swing uh yeah yeah how about how about you ryan what have you been up to uh well last episode (laughs) i was having you were ill the last time we talked i was not doing well last time um (laughs) happy to report that still not doing well (laughs) i've been sick for about a month and i'm I'm starting you know to feel like that's not good and i i finally caved and german measles will do it to you yeah i I finally caved and went to a doctor for the first time in three years because that was the last time that i had free health care um provided for me so ah yeah how expensive was that for you it it was about a hundred bucks at all said and done and that's like with health insurance and shit and i spent you know half of the day not getting seen by a doctor while at the doctor's office and the other half of the day (laughs) being really fucking pissed off at the American healthcare system and how ridiculous it is. Usually you show up for a 10 minute appointment and nine of those minutes is consumed by filling out paperwork. Yeah. Well the like hour or more leading up to my doctor's visit was consumed by me figuring out like, who, which doctor I could even see that was within my health insurance and how much that was going to be. And there's like three tiers of providers that I can choose from. And if I go to a tier one, it's $40. And if I go to a tier three, it's $80 (laughs) just to get in the door. Uh, And I don't know. I just, I don't want to live here anymore. I don't like it. (laughs) I'm over it. <laughs> like I I woke up that morning feeling dizzy like I couldn't walk in a straight line couldn't hear out of my right ear and that was the point where I like actually started to look for a doctor and because I like couldn't <laughs> function um and even then it's like can't I just fucking like walk into like go to a health care professional to fix my like broke ass head without having to worry about what it's going to cost me. So the answer to that is no, not not in this country. It is flatly (laughs) no. Um, So that's, that was my recent news, I guess me and David are 
moving out of the city, which is refreshing because I'm catching, I'm getting like multiple mice a day and our mouse traps in my apartment in Philadelphia. Oh, so kind of ready to be done with that. Yeah. Fuckers acting like they pay rent. Right. But the sad part is that we're looking at a place in New Jersey. So then I have to be a resident of the great state of New Jersey. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to come visit you then. <laughs> okay, you can come stay with the rats and mice and cockroaches in the city, in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Hilariously enough, it'll be like living in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see one of the side effects of your illness or your medication um, is a very stylish mustache. Yeah. Here, Care to explain? I have grown a mustache. Um, I guess there were two main motivators <laughs> behind me doing this. Well, like I usually have a little alt phase where I make myself look terrible for a couple of weeks, um, <laughs> just to just to see what people's reactions are, um, <laughs> to scare them essentially. And um, I guess maybe there was some subconscious influence from watching Bohemian Rhapsody and being like. I don't know. I feel like you have to have a mustache as a gay man for some point in your life just to like, you know, as an homage and (laughs) respect the culture. Yeah. Well, maybe as like a hark back to the era of the clone and Tom of Finland artwork and shit like that. I don't know what you're talking about, but sure. I agree. (laughs) Brush up on your gay history. (laughs) I have a mustache, bitch. I'm doing better than you. <laughs> Shut up. I tried to grow a mustache once. <clears throat> so the problem with my mustache was, so y'all, of course, probably could tell right away that I have a uh, reddish hue of hair and uh, and what some call quite fair-skinned, porcelain even. Yeah. So my facial hair growing powers are pretty much zero. Like, freshmen in high school are growing full beards and I look like just an adult toddler. (laughs) (laughs) So, so boldly this last summer, I tried to grow a mustache just to see if I could. Um, and unfortunately, um, both sides of my mustache don't come into contact with one another. There is a full thumb width underneath my nose between both sides of my mustache. That's just unfortunate. Do you want some of my mustache? No, I'm fine. I realize when I do have a mustache, first of all, it takes like two months for people to even notice it because there's like not enough of it there for at least a couple months. Um, Then everyone starts asking if I'm okay as though it's a cry for help. (laughs) Are you okay? <laughs> Don't answer that. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. You're Get not, off my dick. You're, Jeez. you're not fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I basically go from, like, I don't know, church choir boy to child molester, <laughs> all with just just a, a little bit of facial hair. The query does not approve of child molestation. No, we don't. And you should not look like one either. 
No, no. I think that I'll I speak out against that as well. <laughs> I think that I look not so I think I just look like a like a gay man from the eighties and not a child molester. Although in the eighties that we were all presumed to be child molesters. So there's that. Yeah. You'd look like a regular guy with a mustache. My other inspiration for the mustache is uh, having watched Queer Eye, um, the new season. And, you know, the first season and most of the second season, I was just like so smitten with Antony. I thought I was like, he is the perfect, like he's, he's, he's handsome and he's like kind and seems like a genuine person. And he makes guac. <laughs> and by the that's true by the middle of the se- of the third season that just came out i wanted to light him on fire i could not stand him it's like it all went to his head and he didn't even do anything in the third season <laughs> did, did you notice that have you seen it i haven't watched the third season yet i mean i always thought he was kind of like that finishing school prep guy yeah so I'll say in the first couple seasons I admired him and he's a very handsome man to behold. It it gets so bad in the third season. And the, if that wasn't enough, like his attitude in general, like goes on in the third season to grow the most pathetic, like disgusting <laughs> mustache that I've ever seen. I'm like, you're on TV, man. Like what, what are you doing? <laughs> it, there's like four hairs on it and <laughs> it's just, it's not, it's not okay. And in my, in my, <laughs> Ethan's Googling it right now. Um, in my like anger and, and um, backlash, I was like, I need to grow my mustache just to like prove that I'm better than Anthony because I can't fucking oh, stand fuck. this guy. Are you looking at it? We have the same mustache. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Except his is dark, and you can just you can count every five. You can of his, just of the see his. his <laughs> you can see his from further away <laughs> than you can see mine, but they're structurally the same. <laughs> oh, this is so disappointing. Yeah, poor guy. Well, Not I think that we. Doing fine. I think we all need to be more like Jonathan anyway, so we can just forget about Anthony. Right, Jonathan is like the queen. God oh, save hell the yeah. queen. Hell yeah. And such a big I want to go see a stand-up. Yeah. My other big news is that um, I'm a father again. <gasps> what? I started brewing kombucha. Uh... See, I'm, I'm like much more, <laughs> as our listeners are probably slowly collecting, um, I'm much more of a lesbian than I am a gay man. Um and I am fully on board the kombucha wagon. I love it. It's so good. I will drink rotten tea until the day I die. Which mm, might be vinegar beer because... tea. Great. <laughs> it's so good. It's so gay. It's so gay. It's so good. If me and David get our place in New Jersey, I'm going to buy a kayak and go out on the river with my kombucha, my gay ass dog and... Just gave the day away. The I, sh- I want to point out, though, that when we looked at the house today, the house across the street had a Confederate flag proudly flying in their in their yard. 
In New Jersey? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So I, I don't know what to do with that information other than, you know, <clears throat> like make out in our front yard across the street from them and, I don't know, have our own little gay pride parade or something <laughs> and hopefully not get shot. Yeah, that, oh, I don't know. Confederate flags and New Jersey, like that just sounds very dangerous. Yeah, I think there. someone said there was a, a Blue Lives Matter flag as well on the same block. So oh. I think it's time that we come in there and mix things up. <laughs> yeah, it's a little diversity in there. Right. Some other perspectives. So... Speaking of other perspectives, other worldly perspectives, um, what are we talking about today? Well, I thought that, well, actually, I've come to realize that there is really no good natural segue into today's topic. Because it's highly unnatural. That's very true. That's very true. Speaking of med- no medical care, no, there's nothing there. We're going to talk about cow mutilations. My favorite thing, my favorite pastime. And now that no one is listening, I can <laughs> tell you more about it. <laughs> well, this is this is like near and dear to our hearts. Not the act of mutilating cattle itself, but that <laughs> um, Montana is a hot spot for this activity, right? And very true. And I grew up hearing stories about it. So I I can't wait to hear what you've dug up. And both Ryan and I, um, yeah. And we grew up kind of on the periphery of even the hotspot within Montana where these mutilations took place. So to set the scene, for those of you who are not familiar with the great state of Montana, um, 75% of the state is called West Dakota. Okay, well, that's because <laughs> you're a Western Montana and you primpy son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the, okay, that, yes, that was a joke. Um, so there's the Eastern part of the state, which is mostly prairies, rolling hills, and grasslands. And then the Western part of the state where I hail from is the mountainous region. Kind of like when you see pictures of Montana, you probably see pictures of Western Montana more often than you do Eastern Montana. Yeah. A lot when people hear Montana, especially like living out on the East coast, when I talk to people about it, they're like, Oh, there's, that's where the mountains are. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a big state. It's and a, actually only a little bit of it has, has like the giant jagged mountains <laughs> that you're picturing, but yeah, exactly. So that's a picture of the state. A lot of these mutilations, um, were found and happen in the eastern part of the state because that's where the it's basically like 99% of cattle ranching takes place is all on the grasslands and rolling hills of eastern Montana. And the there were several documented cases of livestock and cow mutilation um, throughout the uh, late 19th and early 20th century in different parts of the U.S., Um, places in Colorado and New Mexico, um, parts of California, Wyoming, 
where people would find either like a cow or a horse or something in a field. And they would find that all or part of the animal had been what they described as surgically dissected. Okay. But even though it looks like it had been taken apart or attacked, there were there was a lack of footprints leading up to the carcass. There was a lack of pooled blood around the carcass, um, which you would assume, you know, if they were attacked, that they would bleed out and you could see that on the ground. There were just a lot of weird things missing from these scenes that made people start to wonder what was actually happening. Right. Was this a natural, was this like natural predation or was this something otherworldly? And there's no, there's no like bite marks, right? There's, there's zero evidence to suggest that another animal did it. Right. So there isn't, there isn't clear cut evidence that would suggest that a specific animal did it. So they didn't, in most of these cases, like they couldn't find any like paw prints that didn't belong to the animal that was killed. Um, or a lot of times the wounds on the animal, um, were basically in such a fashion that it was not like, a like the kind of jagged wound a bite would make like a tearing of flesh. It was like cleanly cut, almost like cauterized where like the edges of a wound are like burned and sealed off. Right. When I, when I heard about it, I was told that it it looked like it was done with a laser or something like that because they were so clean and so precise. Exactly. So yeah. So the, the first major cases of cattle mutilation, at least in Montana, um, started back in the early seventies. It was right around, um, the summer of 1974 when some Montana ranchers or found a couple of mutilated cows on their ranch just outside of sand Coulee, Montana, which is a little bit further Southeast of great falls, Montana, um, where like the Malstrom air force base is. So great falls is like right smack dab in the middle of the state for anyone who isn't familiar with the geography. Yep. So basically, um, this rancher were, they were basically out kind of, patrolling their herd and patrolling their property. And they found that one of their healthy young cows was laying dead in this little stubble field um, near a road. So they stopped to investigate. They went over and took a look and they found that the cow was torn apart, but in a very interesting way, it was missing specific organs and specific body parts. So the cow's udder, the genitals, and the rectum were all cut out, like missing from the body. And it wasn't just... That seems, that seems perverse. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's, that's the weird thing um, in a lot of these cases where those are very common organs to go missing. And we'll talk about some of the reasons why that may be the case. So these organs were missing and not just like torn out as though like an animal had eaten them out, 
but they describe them as being as though they were cut out with a remarkable precision. They noted that the left side of the face that was facing upward looked like it had been carved off where the exposed bone was so clean, like it was stripped so clean it looked as though um, part of the skull had been boiled. Like, um, I'm not sure many people are into taxidermy or, you know, (laughs) (laughs) taking care of any like deer that they've shot, but to clean up a, a skull, if you wanted to like mount it or something like that, they'd boil it and get all of the like basically tissues and flesh and everything and then bleach the bone white. Right. There's like, there's like bloody tendons and shit. Like it's not. I I haven't, you know, skinned a lot of things in my life, but I imagine that when you just like peel back a face that it's not a bare fucking yeah, skull. Yeah, it's a surprisingly I mean, messy right. thing. So anyway, so they discover this mutilated cow and there's all these crazy questions. So they go to uh, the sheriff's office for Cascade County and they reported it. And basically the sheriffs, you know, they took the report and everyone moved on with their life. Um, but other ranchers in kind of the surrounding area within a few hundred miles of this ranch started reporting similar instances where they were finding their cattle were being mutilated in these oddly surgically precise, mysterious ways where no footprints leading up, no pools of blood, no no indication as to how or why the cow died. I mean, otherwise, some of the healthiest members of their herd were being targeted. And these aren't like, it wasn't all in the same like couple of miles either, right? No, this like, is not. It was great distances. Great distances. So, I mean, Montana, like we've covered, is a very big state. So it's in like a similar region of the state, but some of these cases were as far up as like the High Line to Mm -hmm. like all the way down um, through like the Judith Basin and um, just above like Billings, Montana, which is in like the southwest or the southeast corner of the state. Right. And the distance between like those, those two examples, two of the three examples that you mentioned, it's like an eight hour drive or something like it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, far. exactly. It's like three to 400 miles apart. So within the, or in the following three years, so from the, the first report that Cascade County received in 1974, um, another, um, approximately like 65 to 70 reported cases came in all with very similar or all with like similarities. So specific organs that were missing 60, 65 yeah. to 70 in three years. Holy shit. And that, is that, is that all in Montana or like and that's all in Montana. So that's all basically covering Fuck. the sort of major counties of that area. So like Cascade County around great falls, Judith Basin, Shoto, Pondera, like all of these um, like massive counties all connected to each other. Yeah. Okay. So it's crazy. Yeah. That's a lot. 
Tell your dogs to shut the fuck up. They're obnoxious. I'm so sorry. If any otherworldly creatures are listening, take them away. <laughs> Don't mutilate them, but just take them away. So yeah, this happens um, throughout the 70s. And then the number of reports coming through kind of drops off and they have kind of the one-offs here and there. Um, in the early 2000s, there were um, other similar curing, killings, um, at least 15 by some reports, where ranchers had found carcasses of their healthy cattle where the skin had been peeled off and certain body parts were missing. So like the eyeballs, the rectum, the genitals, they were all cut out. I remember those. I like I, I was old enough to to hear about it. I, one of them, or a few of them, were in Belier, Montana, which was pretty close to where I grew up. Um, so people were kind of like, "Oh, sh- like this is, so this is happening again." <laughs> awesome. So, as far as these cases in Montana, there were no real major investigations beyond kind of what happened locally. Um, but in the late seventies, um, one of the cases from a different state was passed along to the FBI. And then the FBI became interested in investigating what they called Operation Animal Mutilation. So the investigation um, was funded by the U.S. government, and they basically sent a team out to look at all of these reported cases and find what were the causes, and to look at like similarities between the two and hopefully point to specific perpetrators. But that was the only major, that was the only major investigation to come from it. And we'll talk about this a little bit more kind of after a little break um, for the, basically the conventional explanations for these things, um, as well as some not so conventional explanations for these things. Some queer things. Sounds good. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up? It's Ryan. Thank you so much for listening to Theory Query. Please follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Theory Query. Or you can always email us your feedback or suggestions um, at theoryqueerypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back. So, cows, right? Cows. I like to eat them, right? even though it's yeah. bad for the earth. Yeah. I got a real beef with them, right? Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> as we were talking about uh, before a quick little break, these uh, mutilations were going on, and they were really fucking weird. Really crazy stuff. So the FBI investigated or looked into all of these different uh, reported mutilations to figure out what was going on. But what were the similarities across all of these cases? Um, What were the causes? Um, How do we explain these random things that were happening? So their case wrapped up um, in the early 80s with a 300-page report that more or less said that they think it was natural predation and that some of the unexplainable pieces 
of these cases would remain <laughs> unexplainable. Okay, fuck that shit. Or basically, basically, it's like, oh yeah, their eye, like an eye was cut out with surgical precision, but they're like, oh yeah, Vulture did it. Um, I'm sorry, but no, absolutely not. Which vultures are not surgeons. Let's be very clear. About also, this. when it was happening, you know, like nowadays we have that technology, I guess, like laser cutting and shit, but that wasn't available in the 70s, as I'm aware. Yeah. We weren't doing like no, uh, refractive eye surgery in the 70s. I don't think. I don't know any of this for sure. But um, <laughs> maybe. Whoa. Okay. No, there's there's my first theory. It was the government and they were they were practicing so that we could all have LASIK in the future. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> um, no, that 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 is an interesting explanation. So, yeah, um, so that was their, basically their thought was that um, this would, these cases were predominantly the result of natural predation um, and that some of the anomalies that they reported um, really couldn't be accounted for by any sort of like straightforward mechanism. Then why the fuck, um, and they, why, why did it come up all, if it was a natural predation? Then why was the first time it happened like in the in the you know mid nineteen hundreds, and then it like stopped? Yeah, well, that is weird that there's like these hotspots where like in a three year period you get like sixty some odd cases, unless there's like unless this has been a consistent thing for the last fifty years, and they just glossed over that. Um, I highly doubt that. Why, why would they even report it to the police if it was a natural event? Yeah. Like if, I mean, I'm sure farmers and ranchers deal with dead livestock all the time. Like that's the business that they're in. Yeah, of course. I mean, so I, I come from a ranching family, so I know a little bit about this, but like 99% of the time it's due to, um, injury or illness. And there are virtually no natural predators for cattle besides no. like illness. So yeah. fuck that. <laughs> like you don't, you don't see like grizzly bears roaming the plains of no, Montana. No, it's not. <laughs> and hunt of cattle. There's, there's bears all over the place and they don't, they're, they're not their prey. That's why it's a, 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 a good livestock to have. <laughs> I don't, I can't word right now. <laughs> it's okay. Take your medicine. <laughs> I have to poop. <laughs> Side effect of antibiotics. Okay. Oh, yes. It'll be as clean as a whistle. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so, yeah, basically the FBI investigated it and their report was 300 pages of stuff everybody already knew. And then they just put in what seemed like no effort on explaining these anomalies. They're like, oh, yeah, like the rectum was cut out with surgical precision. And they're like, all right. So it was. <laughs> <laughs> Vultures can go to school. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Coyote, he was uh, very talented. Jesus. Okay. 
<laughs> and they have a specific taste for cow rectum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was vampires. Are vampires into cows? Are they like ranching vampires? Well, if, they're, if they're like nice vampires who don't eat humans. I don't know that I've met any nice vampires. Like the Cullens. They're not nice. Yeah, they're bitches. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> so tell me. So there's a lot of unconventional explanations, of course. Um, and for a while, um, the scientific community and people who worked in like veterinary medicine um, took a look at this to see if they could come up with plausible explanations. With their best crack at this was that um, missing organs, so things like the tongue, genitalia, anus, all that, um, a lot of those organs can contract after an animal has died as the tissues in the body begin to dehydrate or lose water. No. So they basically nope. shrink up. Um, they also found that the actions of small scavengers and parasites could have eaten away these tissues because a lot of the organs that were missing are also the points of entry into the body. So they're saying it was most likely an illness or like... So not saying illness, they're saying that some sort of either scavenger or some sort of parasite that lives outside of the body was basically looking to get into this cow's body. And the easiest way was to just eat their way in through their butthole. But why would half of their face be missing? So that is uh, interesting. That really <laughs> wasn't entirely addressed. Um, Convenient. Yeah. One of the explanations for like the, like the surgically precise incisions and stuff was sometimes, um, so like after a cow dies, if you've ever seen a dead cow, like after a day, it's enormous. It's like super bloated. And as it continues to bloat and the gases inside the body continue to expand, they need a way out so that the, basically it ruptures like a balloon. And sometimes the rupture of the skin, it tears in a way that makes it look like a very clean tear. Allegedly. Well, that makes sense for like the gut and the, the belly, right? Where all of that pressure would be building. I want to know about the face cutting. So that's a good question. I did not look into this to see like, I, is it only, I, is it only specific parts of a body that bloat after death? I feel like I would have heard about faces exploding as part of this, but it just doesn't seem to make sense. Like gas buildup comes from the gastrointestinal tract. I would assume. I feel like decomposition after you die, like you're, it, that could happen throughout your entire body. 
I guess, but I, I just don't. All of your tissues are breaking down. But the other thing that they thought was is that um, blowflies, which were pretty common among these herds, um, blowflies can multiply very quickly, and they're also very, very hungry little bugs. Um, and they thought Same. that the, possi- <laughs> <laughs> the possibility of like blowflies setting up residence in like a recently dead animal, um, they could start feeding on some of the like thinner portions of skin on the body. So like udders, the face, um, and could essentially eat away at it, cleaning even down to the bone on like the jaw and stuff like that. Okay. I don't, I don't hate that explanation. No, I was like, okay, that seems in my mind, it seems, you know, like a fairly decent explanation, but I don't know. I don't really make it my life's work to watch blowflies eat animals. Right. And I feel like there's more explanations coming that I will. There are. So those are sort of the natural causes. So basically all these weird things could be explained away in sort of just the natural, like a body decomposing and the other scavengers and parasites that would be around when the cow died. Another set of explanations would be humans. So what were these mutilations, the active humans? And a very popular one and actually popularized by Um, a woman in Montana, um, was these were done by cults. Okay. So the, basically they felt, or a lot of people felt that cults were doing this as some sort of ritual sacrifice or some sort of deviant sexual practice, which explained the particular organs being missing from these carcasses. Yeah. I mean, that, that seems logical, but it's the, the precision and stuff like are all the cult members MDs as well? That's a good question. I'm, I'm not entirely sure what the cult makeup uh, is these days. Um, but it looks like there wasn't really a like specific um, cult that people pointed to. They just said this was cult-like activity, but they didn't have like an organization or people to point to. So they really couldn't find any evidence that linked any activity of cults to these mutilations. But people were swearing that this was done by as some sort of satanic ritual for cults. It seems seems like it could make sense. Yeah. Uh, The other human activity explanation was that this was an act of uh, government experimentation. So that the U.S. government was swooping up these cows, doing these experiments and these dissections on them, and then dropping them back in these fields for various kinds of medical research. 
That, okay, so I, I fully think that the government is always doing shady shit, but I don't, like, what, unless their goal was to cause confusion and panic and hysteria, why wouldn't they just raise their own livestock and do it to them? And that was my thought, that people pointed to, like, government and, like, military experimentation, which... I mean, yeah, in a lot of the cases in Montana, they were within like a few hundred miles of a major military air force base and like missile silos in the fields of eastern Montana. But why would they need to swoop up cattle in the dead of night and then drop them back out in these fields when they could just like go to an auction and with the unlimited resources of the military, just buy them. Well, like, you know full well that the U.S. government owns, like, some ranches. <laughs> like, they can use their own fucking cattle. They don't have to steal from random ranchers in, like, rural states. Yeah, it just seems like... <laughs> There's a lot more resources and effort that would go into <laughs> stealing a cow and then putting it back where you found it <laughs> after you've dissected it. Right. That I think that one's totally bunk. Yeah. So, yeah. So those are some of the human explanations. The, Of course, the most popular among the conspiracy set is that these mutilations are the work of aliens. Yeah. So there are not an insignificant number of people who, I think, let me pull up the quote. There was actually a rancher who, he, uh, this guy admits to pondering an extraterrestrial um, explanation for it. <laughs> it just says, you never know. I ain't going to say they're out there, but I ain't going to say they're not. That's like the most Montanan <laughs> like response <laughs> I've ever heard to anything. Like, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just going to let it be. Basically, like, I'm not going to say too much about this because they'll throw me in the nut house if I do. Exactly. Okay. What's the what's backing up this claim? So the aliens and UFOs explanation um, gained a lot of steam kind of around the same time period. So in like the um, mid to late 70s. And it stemmed from a lot of reports from a lot of farmers and ranchers in Nebraska claiming to have witnessed um, these UFOs or like other sorts of strange looking aircraft um, nearby cattle like around the times where these um, mutilations were taking place. Right. I'm aware that there were a ton of UFO sightings like in this era happening at the same time as the mutilations. I mean, it kind of makes sense when you think about <laughs> everything that went on. The seventies was a crazy decade when you think about it. So we had tons <laughs> yeah. of UFO sightings, all of these cattle mutilations going on. You had a huge upswing in cult activity 
a huge upswing in like the emergence of serial killers. Drug use. Drug use, people running away from home. Yeah, and UFO sightings. Yeah. Something was going on. I I grew up hearing not only about these cattle mutilations, but about UFO sightings at the time as well. God, can you hear my neighbors being loud as all fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare. Jeez. One more reason to leave. But like my my dad has this story from when he was young and he saw like all of these aircraft in the sky like moving in unison, like changing direction really quickly. Um, he had a secondhand story from a ranch hand that was working on an oil rig that they like several of, of the guys saw a, a saucer like and they it was they were working at night and one guy like saw this saucer like shape in the night sky with like the lights going around in a circle and he shined a flashlight on it and then immediately was like bathed in a bright ass spotlight after he yeah. shined the light at the craft, um, like blinded by it. And then it just like shot off. Um, and then another one of my friends who was, who was uh, probably like a teenager around that time, or no, uh, she was, she was old enough to be driving. Um, and she was just driving down the highway and looked in her rear view mirror and saw, um, a spacecraft following her on the highway what? and she got <laughs> fucking freaked out as one would and just like floored it down the highway and it just like kept up with her no problem and then she like turned off on on our dirt road to go home and it just like kept going that's insane yeah and like these are these are you know people I know and trust and who are of the same mentality, like, um, you know, farm kids who, who don't, who aren't really prone to believe in supernatural things or conspiracy theories, but are like, that happened to me and it was fucking weird. Um, and I just kind of kept going with my life. (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. So I'm definitely team aliens on this one. Um, apparently it was like a well, a well-known presence in the area at the time. I had another friend who said that um, he was in high school or something and he like brought it up to his science teacher and the, the teacher was like, yeah, well, all this stuff is happening and, you know, we can, we can presume that it's this or that, but we, it seems pretty likely that, you know, we're being looked at by, by an alien presence and that's like the best explanation that we have, but like, that's, that's kind of where it ends, you know? Yeah. Hmm. So creepy. It is creepy. I could see. I'm torn. I think I'm still team natural explanation. I think it would be. You're so boring. (laughs) I know. Of course. But that's why this show works. <laughs> that's why people like me, Mr. <laughs> Rational here. No, I think um, I think that exploring natural causes for it is also a fascinating thing. Thank you very much. Um, 
on looking about like looking at how um like a living thing behaves after it dies like the process of decomposition um the like when it dies like the ecosystem that it's in like the parasites and predators that are present um and seeing like how those act on it i think that's all like interesting and i think that there are probably some pretty reasonable explanations for why that is the way that it is um and i don't know part of it part of me thinks that if something gets left out of a report for instance if someone reports that a mutilation took place and that you know organs were missing or there weren't any like identifiable footprints around the carcass does that absence necessarily mean that there is no possibility that someone was there or something was there cuz like i don't know you know as well as i do like the kind of terrain and landscape in the eastern part of the state a lot of these grasslands you've got um very dry dusty conditions you have the kinds of like you know grazing land where you can't easily see footprints coming to and from unless it's like muddy or snowy Mm -hmm. so is there an explanation there? Like just because we can't, couldn't see it or couldn't find it doesn't mean that some other thing couldn't have been, couldn't have been there. I don't know. Nobody knows. No one knows. It's spooky. Like our, our imagination can fill in those gaps with aliens or completely rational scientific explanations. (laughs) I don't know, man. I think it's aliens. But why are aliens interested in cows? Because they're, you know, biological organisms of our planet. There's so many of them that they, I don't know. It's, it's, you could make the same argument for aliens as like, why would they just leave it in the field? <laughs> but they also probably don't give a fuck because yeah. they have superior like, weapons why... and shit. Like what about human abduction? Why does why are people coming back and they still have their rectums? <laughs> um, I don't know. So I'm sure that your rectum would be far more interesting to an alien species than a cow's. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Ethan? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'm saying you're a nightmare of science, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like if it were the government's doing then they would have the wherewithal to not leave any evidence behind. Whereas aliens probably don't give a shit. There's, they like know that they can take one look at us and see how primal we are like in comparison. And in my, in my mind, like we've been visited by aliens for centuries and like, that's my personal opinion. And they like, don't see it as an issue to just like leave something behind. It's, you know, it's like if you picked up an ant off the ground 
and ripped its head off and then just left it on the ground because you're like, you know, who cares? But the other ants are like, what the fuck was that? And then they all like speculate, <laughs> you know? Sure. Seriously. I, I got, I got nothing. If you, if I, you I, I don't rip off too many ants heads. Oh, you haven't lived. <laughs> Apparently not. Jeez. Um, or, you know, like if a kid takes a magnifying glass to an ant, that's comparable to the bright spotlight, you know, that my, that my dad's friend saw or whatever. It's like, okay. from the ant's perspective, it's like, what the fuck like is happening? This is unnatural and whatever. And they don't even, they aren't even aware of human presence. Many, like hmm. many insects. Okay. So why, so like, I think it's kind of silly to think that there might not be something like bigger and more advanced than us that views us in the same kind of way. Okay. Ants aren't aware of humans. So what are humans not aware of? That's a, that's a good point to ponder. (laughs) Yeah, take your logic and I mean, fucking I'm, smoke it. Whatever. <laughs> I I stand by the natural or predatory cause. Okay. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah, you bet. I'm gonna sleep so soundly. <laughs> is that is that it? Is that all we got? So, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much the extent of cow mutilations. I'm team UFO. Aliens all the way. Which, granted, I mean, I don't want to get into aliens too much because that's fodder for more than just, I think, one other episode. Yeah, for sure. It's behind a lot of, I mean, it's like the reasoning behind a whole lot of conspiracy theories. Yeah. So this is just, just a taste. I can't wait to cover to like investigate Just, uh, Roswell. Oh, totally. That's a doozy. All right. You'll enlighten us, I'm sure. <laughs> so protect your cattle, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um you secure. Uh, yeah, don't go into ranching. It is uh it's an economically risky business. Indeed. Especially nowadays. Vegans are fucking everything up. Jesus. Raise vegan cows. That's what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If that's all we got, then let's let's call it. Cool. So yeah, that's the uh that's my beef with cattle <laughs> mutilation. <Fuck you>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good, but it's not. <laughs> no, but it is. Let me have this. <laughs> okay, fine. You get the mustache. You get everything. Uh, the mustache is power. What can I say? Yeah, whatever. All right, guys. Well, thank you again for listening to yet another episode. 
Um, send us his, send yeah. us your suggestions. Yeah, any ideas? We're always desperate for material. Some of us are just desperate. We got four more episodes. Oh, yeah. Who's desperate? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We got four more episodes in this season, and we haven't plotted them all out yet. So do send us your suggestions. Subscribe to this podcast so you know right when we're releasing something, since we have no type of regular schedule similar to my antibiotic poops. Um, (laughs) and uh, thanks for listening Theory Query is 100% independently produced if you like today's episode please tell your friends please follow us on social media and please subscribe to this podcast so we can keep the content coming